0: Holy Hour of Power, UFC Catholicism, Ultimate Faithful Catholics. We are your spiritual fitness trainers in the octagon. Eight (laughs) sides in Catholicism means eternal life. We are your spiritual fitness trainers. I am the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Latin lover of our Lady and my partner.
1: Gary Barber, the Lebanese lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wow, Jesse, what a show. Very important topic. The destruction of the rule of law in America. And many Americans are realizing if we don't turn this thing around, we're not going to have a country. Jesse, I wanted to uh, say that also that um, we, were, we seem to be pushing back in all, all cylinders right now. It started. I see yep. it. Texas pro-lifers are buying a former abortion facility and turning it into a parenting support center. Jesse, mm. 30 years ago, it was just the opposite. These abortion clinics were popping up all over the place. And now we see a pushback on the pro life side. And we're going to see it on other issues. We just keep moving forward here. So that's one of my, uh, you know, no, the file, what do I say, need to know file, yes. is to know that we're pushing back in all areas. Many of the states right now, and we know this, we said yesterday, tens of thousands of babies were born in this last year because of Roe versus Wade being overturned. Can you imagine, Jesse? I have a six-, seven-month-old granddaughter, and I thought of that. I thought, boy, her siblings of, of, of around here are here today. Many of them, who knows? She might end up getting married to some man that was born at that time, which he probably wouldn't have been born if the law didn't change. Mm-hmm. We just see this in how we need to push back, and that's what we're doing here at VMPR, Jess.
0: Absolutely, and the... Proof of the pudding was oh. uh, we, we just don't talk to talk. Uh, we, we, we went boots on the ground on Friday over at yep. Dodger Stadium. That's right. And uh, thanks be to God. Uh, <clears throat> we have faithful Catholics around the country that listen to us, listen to Catholics for Catholics and other good organizations. And Absolutely. They showed up, they, they strapped on their boots and went out there, Terry.
1: Yeah, and I want to give a plug to LifeSight News. They did a really good uh, coverage of the event. And it is on their website. And John Henry Weston, talking about boots on the ground, I thought he articulated the position we have down there of reparation and trying to make atonement and praying for sinners all included. So I think they did a fine job. Jesse, today's topic is going to be fantastic. But before we, unless you have some more uh, need-to-know files, let's get yeah, to Terry, some.
0: Yeah, Terry, I got, I got something that's let's do it. some good news that's brewing in good. the horizons. Mm-hmm. Eduardo Verastegui, a friend of the show, yep, he's he was a former big actor, yep, and a heartthrob in Mexico. He had a deep conversion. We all know about it. Those of us who are his friends, yep. And he originally wanted to become a Catholic priest, but his spiritual advisor back then, uh, Father uh, <clears throat> Father uh, Juan Rivas, Juan Rivas from the Legion of Christ, told him, "You're needed more in the secular That's world right. to help convert others." Yep. So Eduardo's been doing that for just a couple of years. He's he's an icon in pro-life circles. Yep. He starred and produced the movie Bella, Little Boy, a couple, couple of other ones. He's coming out with a movie, Jim Caviezel, the main actor, The July Sound 4th. of yep. Freedom. Oh,
1: we got to go see it.
0: The Sound of Freedom, which is going to expose the international cabal of human sex trafficking of women and children. And also, Terry, what's Come interesting man. Is that Eduardo just put out a post on social media? He's asking for our prayers because he wants to run for president of Mexico. Awesome. Can you imagine that? Right. Terry, imagine this. Imagine th- this lightning hitting North America. Oh. And- imagine Eduardo Verastegui <laughs> becomes president of Mexico. Yes. Imagine Donald Trump becomes president of the U.S. Guess what, Terry? They're both friends. Yes. They're both good friends. Imagine if that happens, Terry. The ch- uh, talk about uh, ushering in the social reign of Jesus Christ.
1: Yep. Very sad. All right, Jeff. Possible. Anything else? That's it, brother. Let's get some soul food in our soul, brother.
0: Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 and following. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen. I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your almsgiving may be secret and your father who sees in secret will repay you when you pray. Do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward, but when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your father in secret, and your father who sees in secret will repay repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to others to be fasting except to your Father who is hidden and your father who sees what is hidden will repay you the gospel of the Lord praise to you Lord Jesus Christ Terry, I think what what the today's gospel is calling all of us is this is what's your motive yeah what's your motive to share the gospel spread the gospel share the kingdom of Christ evangelize yeah. Yeah. is your motive so people can see you is your motive so you can get pats in the back is your motive so people could you know give you high five you're man you're great, you're wonderful or is your is your motive out of sheer love for Jesus Christ and the hunger for souls because he's touched your soul and you're fully awake now and now you want other people to know the love of Jesus Christ. So motive is everything. That's what today's gospel is telling us. It doesn't mean that you can't pray in public. Obviously, the holy sacrifice of the mass is public. Obviously, we have public processions, public, you know, uh, you know public processions down the street. Uh, but, but Jesus is saying, don't forsake the public prayer, the communal prayer for your private prayer because it's, it's in that private prayer that we're supposed to do at least three times a day according to Daniel chapter six, verse 10 and 11. It's that private prayer that helps us grow in our interior life.
1: Well said, Jesse. And this fits right in with the smartest guy in the world, and that's Bishop Sheen. Let's bring it up. Bull Sheen ahead. Here's what he said about religious persecution. Listen up, folks, because this is right now. The persecution of religion is a sign of the indefensibility of the anti-religious or atheistic attitude.
0: Hmm. For
1: by the violence of hate, it hopes to escape the irrationality of godliness. Jesse, I mean, that's profound what he just said because that's what we're experiencing. These people hate us, not because of the way Jess Romero's hair is receding or my my bald head. It's because of what we believe about God. They hate God, so they're going to persecute God by attacking us. In their mind, uh, this is how it operates, and it's just sad because we are the ones who are praying for their conversion to know the meaning and purpose of life because they're lost because they think about it's all about me, myself, and I, rather than following christ that's how i see it
0: amen terry you know at the prayer rally i saw a lot of young men you did a lot of young men and it reminds me of today's saint who was a young man who died very young but he died in love with jesus and that is all that matters he died in a state of grace his name is saint aloysius gonzaga And we ask him, pray for us. And and
1: Jesse, he was only 24 when he died. Yeah, I'm looking here. Look what he
0: did in his short life. Yeah. He was born of the noble Gonzaga family in Mantua, Italy. And the young Aloysius, he felt a deep call in another direction. After reading the stories of the Jesuit missionaries in India, like St. Francis Xavier and others, he desired to imitate their simplicity and Mm -hmm. sacrifice. And so he renounced his title and entered the novitiate. Uh, Aloysius was studying in Rome when a plague struck and uh, and and he put on a mask and t- st- stood six feet apart. Yeah, no, he didn't. Me no, print. he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he got the jab, too. No, he no. didn't. No. Aloysius, he begged alms for the victims and tended to the sickest patients in the public square, without a mask, without six feet apart, without the jab, and when he succumbed to the de- disease himself, he said to ex- to have exclaimed to his fellow Jesuits, he said this quote, "We are going to which a fellow Jesuit remarked, "He's talking about going to heaven as we talk of as we talk of going to frescati close quote in fifteen ninety one Saint Aloysius died at the age of twenty three holding a crucifix in his hand. Beautiful. I just want to, uh, uh, the collect of today's holy mass. O oh God giver of heavenly gifts, who in Saint Aloysius Gonzaga joined penitence to a wonderful innocence of life, grant through his merits and intercession that through that though we have failed to follow him in innocence, we may imitate him in penitence through our Lord Jesus Christ your son who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever.
1: Amen. Amen. I just want to mention, so Jesse, that we had some benefactors that uh, were going to help us with the PA system and the generator, about $4,500, and it doesn't look like some of that's going to happen. So if anybody would like to support us from that L.A. Uh, prayer vigil that we did at Dodger Stadium, I got a credit card. I put it on my credit card for the company I would appreciate anybody calling or supporting us by going to vmpr.org or call me at 661-972-7872. We look forward to hearing from you, 661-972-7872. We come back, the destruction of the rule of law in America, yes, that's what's going down. But, as I can say here, we're too blessed to be stressed, we're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, Jess Romero, Terry Barber, we'd be billionaires. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back.
0: We're back to Terry and Jesse's show. The problem with America right now are one nation under God and God we trust. And we left God the, out of it, huh? Yeah. That that's that's essentially it, Terry. Yeah. Because God has given us order. Mm. God has given us I mean, uh moral absolutes. Yeah. God has given us 10 commandments. Right. And what we what we're seeing, Terry, yeah. is the woke left is destroying the rule of law in America. Yeah. And so most americans were viewing the nation's foundational laws and principles uh, not as a source of pride but people are saying this is the problem the rule of law the constitution and this is a very dangerous trend that's being pushed by the woke left yes can i just
1: jump in and ask you you and i've talked about like i think it was barack obama who's an attorney he said that the constitution is a living document which means it can be changed and this is where they just really went south on that and then of course us conservative right wingers so to speak people who have who believe in the constitution is what it says is what it means and see i think that's also part of the destruction of america because they take this document and they say who cares about it we we're changing it and we're going to we we call it a living document so as You know, a year from now, you know, it changes by what our wants are. And so I think that's also part of the problem. But this article articulates much about that.
0: That's right, Terry. Uh, The U.S. is an exceptional nation. We know that Mm -hmm. as no other nation. It has stood for limited government. Separation of powers, Those rule of law, things. freedom of religion, Amen. freedom of speech, free yes. market, economy, yep. and other principles outlined in its founding document, the yep. U.S. Constitution, which Tim Gordon argues in his book, The Catholic Republic. This comes from great Catholic thinkers of the Middle Ages. Oh, yeah. So more and more, however, these founding laws and principles, are they seem to be under attack. Of course. The key pillars of American history and identity are being vilified and destroyed, like yep. the statues in public. Exactly. And educators, who are, who are another part of the problem, Terry, Big they're problem. teaching oncoming generations that the enduring narrative about individual liberty and constitutional checks and balance, balances are a mask for wealthy, white, European men to dominate, yep, that's which is lie. an absolute lie. Yep. Such thinking has made its way into the highest levels of America's government mm-hmm. to the point that many issues... And politicians share the views of the nation's worst woke enemies. This trend is terribly dangerous. Contempt for America's heritage is feeling a wholesale departure from it, whereas the founders established the nation on biblical morality. Amen. This growing movement is is uh, of the woke left. It's amoral and a religious which means they have no morality and they have no religion. I would argue that the religion is actually Satanism. Exactly. The woke left is also anti-history, anti-tradition, anti-authority, and anti-law. Yep. And a breakdown in the rule of law is devastating to a nation. You uh, Want to see an example of that? Just see the two years of of riots and anarchy from B- Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Exactly, it was wholesale anar like something like two hundred seventy cities, Terry, were, were 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 seized upon by anarchists and yeah. burned. And police stations were firebombed. Police cars were were set on fire. Uh, people were assaulted just indiscriminately. This is what happens when the rule of law breaks down, and our world is filled with nations where government simply does not enforce law and order. And as a result, criminality, corruption, bribery, thuggery, and lawlessness are rife right now. That's right. As are the squalor and low standards of living that always accompany them. As America abandons the laws on which it was established, our future doesn't look good, Terry. No, it doesn't. No.
1: Jesse, you know, just one example. President George Washington said... In his first inaugural address, the foundations of our national policy will be laid in pure and irremutable principles of private morality, emphasis added throughout. In his famous farewell address, he said, of all the depositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. Try having our president say that today, he said again, of all the depositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. And, just what, what happened in 1954 with the Supreme Court? Because this is a good point. Yeah. In, in
0: 1954, mm-hmm. a Supreme Court justice, yep. Earl Warren, he wrote the following quote. Listen up. I believe the entire Bill of Rights came into being because of the knowledge our forefathers had of the Bible there you go. and their belief in it, close quote. Big time. Uh, again, most of the founding fathers, I think, but for one, were, were Protestants, but there were Protestants that believed in the God that the, that the Catholics had taught them at the, before the Reformation, that God is God is a trinity of persons and that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and Lord and Savior. So this was the... Under, now, there were some Masons there as well. I'll tell you why, because... A lot of the Protestant founding fathers, for them, the Masons, it's kind of like Catholics joining the Knights of Columbus. It's just a good old boys club. Most of them aren't aren't really, they don't delve deep into it. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like a good old boys club. But the U.S. Constitution is the foundation of the American Republic. And this is what we are. We're a republic. We're not a democracy. We're a republic. And the Bible, in many ways, is the foundation of the U.S. Constitution and America's founders believed that the republic would collapse if we didn't keep would the you, Ten would Commandments. Would you
1: just repeat that? Because that's exactly what's happening. We're not keeping the Ten Commandments.
0: America's, America's founders-, founders believed the republic would collapse yep. if people didn't keep the Ten Commandments. Prophetic. We're seeing that exactly right now. Exactly. Roe versus Wade. Oberfeld versus Hodges. Yep. Uh, the legalization of one sin after another. Yep. The rule of law is mighty difficult to establish. The majority of nations struggle to do so successfully. I get that because of our concupiscence. Those that do succeed uh, struggle to maintain it because forces of lawlessness are always on the attack. Terry, and the forces of lawlessness today, let's just be honest, it's the Democrat Party.
1: Well, let's just be honest, Jesse. If you look at any Democratic major city, they're falling apart. Go to Portland right now and see how a vacancy look look at san francisco people are companies are moving out grocery stores like safeway uh, at&t moving out of the downtown area because the idea is the government's supposed to be big brother for everything no responsibility for the individual and free enterprise can't work on that it doesn't
0: work Early immigrants to America, they knew what it meant to be deprived of freedom. That's why they came here. Exactly. Most came from the British Empire, perhaps the greatest and freest empire in world history. Yet even there, a government that derived its powers from the governors, not the governed, denied the citizens freedom of religion, speech, and assembly. That's right. That's why they, they came over here from that, across the pond. You nailed it. So American colonists formed their own local governments when they got here. Many statutes contained in these compacts, covenants, frames of government, and capital laws derived from the Bible. Yep. Used the same phrases as the Bible and even cited biblical chapters and verses. Yep. As one historian, Paul Johnson, wrote, These God-fearing settlers, quote, put political and religious freedom before riches, close quote, and seated, quote, an experiment designed to establish the rule of God on earth, close quote.
1: Jesse, let me jump in and ask you a question. I know the answer from you because you've talked about it. Being a police officer for over 20 years, you were in the courts for several years. Isn't it true that our court system is based on the Ten Commandments? You even have the commandments in some of these courtrooms. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. Terry, uh, you you, you have to raise your hand up in the air. You're sworn in by the... By, by by the secretary in the courtroom. Yeah. Uh, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you have again. Yeah. You have uh, the Ten Commandments are right behind the U.S. Supreme Court in the U.S. Right behind the Chief Justice's chair. Uh, the Ten Commandments, Terry. Basically. They're they it's the eternal law. Yep. For Jew and Gentile, written by the finger of God, given to Moses for the whole world. Why? Because God, our Father and our Creator, He also gave us blueprints. It's just like when you buy a microwave, a TV, something. Okay, how do you use this thing? Yeah, it's a... The Ten Commandments are the owner's manual on how God expects us to comport ourselves and live. Without the Ten Commandments, Terry, we have communism, we have socialism, we have fascism, we have Nazism.
1: And and Jesse, let's be honest, the whole world looked to America because you have to ask, why does 90% of immigrants. What state, what country do they want to go to? America. (laughs) It's pretty obvious. We have the freedoms, but we're losing them. And you remember, Jesse, Jesse, uh, Thomas Jefferson wrote in the U.S. Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. See, That's not applying to the unborn. Before it was. Now, and we see things going south, and under these principles, they're all being compromised, and we cannot survive when we start killing the unborn and we start calling marriage between a man and a man or a woman and a woman. This is undermining our whole American way of life.
0: Those uh, that, what you just quoted, it just basically quotes natural law. Of course. This is a great contribution of the, of the middle Age thinkers like yep. St. Thomas Aquinas, right. and Charles Borromeo, that the founding fathers read their great works and they borrowed their language and they basically cut and paste them into the founding documents of this country because the whole idea of natural law, it's a Catholic idea. It's not a Protestant idea. That's a foreign idea to Protestants. Uh, and so, again, the great Catholic minds... You can see their fingerprints all over our founding documents. But, Terry, uh, the problem is also is that many people today are rejecting the Constitution. That's right.
1: That's uh, where I was going to go with this. They're yeah, rejecting it. Let's this
0: hatred against America, mm-hmm. existing existing rule of law. It's not just an emotional reaction among anarchists and rioters. It's also a strong ideology that has convicted the minds of reporters, entertainers, educators, school children, workers, and even top members of the government itself. And so this anti-law ideology now runs so deep that it has affected most and convicted many of America's lawmakers, judges, and executives. And many serve this ideology or their party more than their actual offices. The Supreme Court justices whose offices and powers exist because of certain clauses uh, of the Constitution, argue that other clauses should be twisted or ignored. And we also have woke members of Congress who are responsible for representing the people. They make laws that represent other interests, not the people's interests. Then you have presidents whose office exists to enforce laws made by legislature. They refuse to enforce laws And instead, enforce ideas for which there are no laws. Exhibit A Joe Biden.
1: Good example. We come back, we'll talk more about how we are rejecting the Constitution here in America and much, much more on the Terry and Jesse show on Virgin, most powerful radio. Stay with us, family.
0: America, one nation under God, or is there going to be one nation under mob? That's a good way to say it. Hey, yeah. just, just
1: a quick note, our good friend, Father George Rutler, he did a series you and I both listened to probably 25 years ago, 20 years ago, called Crisis and Culture, and mm. we have it on a download, and basically he covers the fall of all civilizations and what characteristics they had, and boy... It's stunning, and if you want to get that for free, I mean, if you want to make a donation, you can, but if you don't, I'm only doing it by a phone call. Just call us, Anthony, and the guys are there to answer your call, 877-526-2151. Give us your email address. We can send you a link for you to download it because it's about six and a half hours of a class by Father George Rutler, a great priest and a friend of the show. So go call 877-526-2151. Continue, Jess.
0: Yeah, Terry. They, he's a great theological mind, a great historical mind. Yes. Uh, accused falsely of some things yeah. that were not true, and thanks yeah. be to God, he's back on duty. Exactly. I can imagine how many Catholic. Well, we know you and me have a lot of Catholic priest friends that have been falsely accused. Amen. Uh, and they've been taken out. Uh, but we're not. We're not defending the ones that are actual abusers. Right. They need. They need to be taken out, convicted, and thrown That's in right. jail. You got yeah. it. So uh, again, the danger of Americans rejecting the Constitution. Is not simply that they disagree with this specific clauses. The danger is that they reject the concept of a supreme law of the land, a higher authority that everyone agrees to abide by, and to change and to change only according to that authority. Yes. Simply put, liberal woke liberals say reject the rule of law. That's Just it. But it's simple. Yeah. The the uh, proof in the pudding. All these. George Soros funded prosecutors around the country. In LA, for refu- example. Refuse to prosecute criminals, That's Terry. It. Oh, yeah. But they want to go after pro lifers. They want to go after ex presidents. You know, they want to go after Catholic nuns for not uh, dispensing contraception in their health plan. Yep. Yeah, that, that, those are the real bad guys, Terry. The guys I just named, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's brutal. So the anti law ideology that permeates America today actually arouses hostility towards the Constitution by the woke left, which is the foundational document of this country. But men like Karl Marx and Nikolai Lenin, they knew this. This world crisis resulted from the impact of science and technology. What do I mean by that? The injection of godless German rationalism into education. Right. World wars are the military expression of that of, 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 of that German rationalism. Worldwide depressions are the economic expression of it. The so-called new morality is the moral expression, plummeting morals into the cesspool. So what happens? Universal desperation. This is what we see. This is the, the, the spiritual expression of universal desperation. And this has spawned the beatniks, the hippies, the anarchists, the rioters, the marches, civil disobedience, the breakdown of law and order. But God, God had gifted America and Britain with special blessings of national greatness. Yeah. But Terry, we have misused them. We have. The Constitution is the foundation of our republic. And the Ten Commandments were in many ways the foundation of the Constitution. Our forefathers, they believed. They believed that if we didn't keep God's Ten Commandments, our republic would collapse. We can't afford to take the words of our founding fathers lightly right. if we want to see our nation stand. Let me just mention one more thing, Terry. Hey, Jesse, you're on a 19, roll. A, in 1980, yep. the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, as a result of uh, the woke left that filed the lawsuit, and it made it, made it made its way all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the U.S. Supreme Court, sided with the woke left globalist, the U.S. Supreme Court removed the Ten Commandments from every public school classroom.
1: Wow.
0: Now I just ask myself, is it a good thing that Bobby and, and Betty, when they go to public school every day, they go to homeroom, they go to each classroom, is it a good thing or a dangerous thing for them to see on a wall Ten Commandments? I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt have no strange gods before me. Do not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Keep holy the Sabbath. Is that such a dangerous thing for for young (laughs) public school students to see that? It's a wonder to me. We teach our public school kids. We come from a monkey. There is no God. Uh, Forget about the Ten Commandments. Your truth is your truth. And we wonder why our public schools have turned Terry into violent environments.
1: And Jesse, that's exactly why there's in the state of Texas, they're saying we're going to bring back um, ministers to in, in Christian values wow. to the public schools because we see that the schools work much better. We have less violence. We have less um, people think stolen because they do have a benchmark about morality and we need to bring that back. So, you know, Jesse, I, I live in California and I'm not sure. I see things in the legislation that's even, you know, getting pushed through right now that is just undermining religious freedom to a point where it's going to be difficult for Catholics, followers of Christ, to live in a state that's going to persecute you for your morality, which is based on the Ten Commandments. So we need to be pushing back like we are right now.
0: That's right. And history reveals, yep. as as uh, you could get the, this, uh, the lectures from Father George Rutler, Yep by going to vmpr.org he'll show that history re- reveals that empires are destroyed if they fail to establish the rule of law uh but the radical liberal culture often has contempt of history they have contempt of our founding fathers we saw what they did for 3 years That's right. tearing down their statues uh it, it's fault fo- the, the, the these anarchists these the woke left They rely foolishly on their own reasoning, which is not grounded in the Ten Commandments or in the Constitution. And the Constitution is being altered dramatically by the left right now. And it's the foundation of our republic. We're experiencing, Terry, a constitutional earthquake. And most of our people don't even know it. And yet your future, my future, it's being changed. And oftentimes we have no input the process is sure to lead to anarchy, but the real source of the trend toward lawlessness, it's spiritual. And Jesse, just— It's be, a spiritual problem. Yeah,
1: you, you just nailed it. where I was going to go with it, so you nailed it there. I want to also say, can you imagine in life, if in your home, you had no laws, you know, no policies in your barber home, home or the Romero home? It would be chaos, Jess, right? And so these people who think we can just throw out and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to do my thing, you do your thing, hey, dude, it's all right— No, this is chaos. And we know that because we've seen it over and over again. We have to have a rule of law. Without, I don't want to stop for a red light, Jesse, or stop signs. What happens? Mm -hmm. Accidents, innocent people die. The same thing. We need to have order. And God's given us this order through the Ten Commandments. And if you don't like it, fine. But you have to live by this because... Everybody in society needs to have order in their life. If they don't have order, look at all the homeless people that I run into, Jesse. Every single one of them have no order in their life. Mm
0: -hmm. Just a thought. Mm -hmm. Just a thought. Also, on the spiritual level, Satan hates truth, and Satan hates law and order. Yep. And Satan is working to cast truth to the ground to convince people to break the rule of law. And to replace it with the rule of brute force.
1: Exactly. And that's why one of the characteristics of the devil is violence. Violin. So so much of this violence that's going on, yes. people say, Oh, we're just, it's just the hot heat of the summer. No. Yeah. Give <laughs> me a break, dude. You, what happened is when you reject Christ, okay, and you reject the law of Jesus Christ, then you're opening yourself up to a portal with the devil. That's just how it works.
0: Yep. Uh, the trend towards lawlessness Is already tearing down the foundation of America's republic and I'll tell you the consequences of lawlessness Uh, The American experiment has become dangerously volatile in the early 21st century Americans have added many untested and unstable elements to the mixture like uh, Same-sex marriage like legalization of abortion legalization of marijuana taking prayer out of the school taking prayer out of the schools So we've dissolved the bonds that held together the Constitution and removed what George Washington called the indispensable indispensable force of religion and moralities. Americans have rejected not only the laws of their own land, but more importantly, the fundamental principles upon which these laws are based. These principles are inexorable natural laws given to us by God amen these principles are the laws of God which are revealed in the Bible and also placed in every human heart and so these biblical principles are the reason have been the reason for the remarkable success of the U.S. Constitution compared to other constitutions around the world this is the reason American society has remained free because Americans have lived in at least partial accordance with the laws of God and as our people have obeyed not just human laws but also natural laws god's laws the creator has blessed this nation with prosperity and safety but the re- the reason rejecting americans constitutional rule of law is, is so monumental is that it's a form of rejecting god well
1: said. i want to remind everybody father george rutler anglican convert great power preacher is in New York. He did a series years ago called Crisis and Culture, which is tying into all this what we're talking about. It's about an eight-hour course. Pick it up. I'm not even charging you for it. If you want to make a donation, you can, but call us at 877-526-215. No, we're not sending cassette tapes out. No, we're not sending CDs out. We're sending you a link so that you can download Father George Rutler's great series called Crisis and Culture. It's an excellent series to show and to share with your family and friend by calling 877 526 and I guarantee you, you're going to really be impressed with the way Father Rutler talks about the fall of Rome and how those characteristics are alive and well here in America.
0: The lawlessness that's pervading America is far more dangerous than most people realize. Oh, yeah. Also, again, there's a, there's a spiritual dimension to these attacks on the law yep. that very few people recognize. Remember, the most lawless being in the universe is the devil he's identified in the Bible and scripture also reveals that he's active in the world and he's waging a particularly focused attack on modern-day America most especially attack on the Catholic Church Terry
1: and remember the way the family goes is the way the culture goes that's what John Paul II said so we need to have the family first and obviously that's being pushed aside with the killing of the future citizens of America through abortion and the undermining of marriage between a man and a woman up next get an update on Church Militant and much, much more here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. We'll be back after a quick break. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio.
2: Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show.
1: To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151.
2: Now, Here's Terry and Jesse.
0: Brother Nick from Church Militant. Boy, he flew all the way down from Michigan to California. He, he, <laughs> as they say on the street, Terry, he's got our back. He was watching our six. Oh, yeah. Nick, what's going on, my friend? Give us an update on church news, politics. You guys. And How's the it going? Court. Hey,
1: we're blessed by the best, Nick, and we want to thank Church Militant. They, uh, They did a great coverage of the... Outstanding coverage. Exactly. Outstanding coverage. Wow. Dodger Stadium prayer vigil and reparation. So we really partnered with a lot of good Catholic lay organizations, and I think uh, our Lord is very pleased with the
0: results. Nick, well, let me get your feedback. You were there. What'd you think? Oh, I thought it was amazing. It
2: was great to see so many people. It was great to see you guys. It was <laughs> it was a phenomenal all day long. It was just, I, when I talk to people about it, I'm like, it was great to see us come together yeah. over this blatant attack on the faith. That's right. But it was also so great because everyone was so joyful the whole time as well. So you had this stand that was being taken. People were not taking this anymore. But you also had that Christ-like joy as well in everyone that was there. Everyone was so happy happy to be there and just happy to all pray together and stand together as Catholics. It was amazing.
1: And I want to also compliment Michael Voris when, when he quoted the end of the book of St. James about you, know, you cancel a multitude of sins by helping to convert sinners. I thought, you know, that is such a great point at a, at, a, at a conference like this or as a prayer vigil that we were making reparation for sacrilegious. It seemed to fit right in. And all the speakers were just terrific. So thanks again for collaborating with us on this
2: absolutely it was great you guys and your guy anthony as well anthony is fantastic tell him i said hey I sure he, he was doing a great job as well but yeah it, it was great to come out there to talk to everybody and to just to see it all and so that was that was one of the first things i wanted to talk about was the fact that we're finally fighting back in tangible ways exactly we had. even but before that we were we were out and myself and uh ronan our camera guy we were out in san diego yeah. with uh with the Lepanto Institute yeah. at. The University of San Diego for the Association of U.S. Catholic Priests, there. their their uh, dissident little gathering they were having there. We were fighting back against that with lay Catholics there Good. praying reparations every day. And also even yesterday in Houston, there were over a hundred Catholics um, that were the the Astros were having their Pride Night and they were making reparations for that with awesome. Adrian Fonseca. So that was it's all it's all amazing to see that we're finally doing some pushback.
1: Hey Amen. I, I, Thank
2: you
0: Jesus. That's all I can say. Yeah, you know, Nick, it it took something like this where Catholics are actually going to start uniting, not just talking about it. It took something like this. And I say I'll, I'll be honest with you, I could get any more phone calls from other people. They're saying, "Hey, uh sign me up next time something like this happens. Exactly. You can count, you can kind of support from my organization entirely. We'll be there. We'll advertise. We'll do what we can." And so, uh, like I know, for example, Michael Hitchborn, a common friend, yep. he said, Jesse, if I wasn't so darn exhausted from doing my thing <laughs> and the fact that he had a newborn baby, he goes, I'd have been there. He yeah. goes, yeah. know. so, uh, yeah, again, a lot of people have reached out to me and saying, I like what I saw. Yeah. Uh, we want to be part of this. We want to join the posse. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's keep, the, let's keep the momentum going. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So what else is going on, Nick? Yeah. So,
2: uh, Basically, because we're fighting back in all these ways, we're seeing that play out in society. So we have these Gallup polls that are showing that the support for transgenderism in the United States is dropping. So we have, uh, in two years' time now, it went from 62% of people who thought sports should be based on biological sex, now the, the it increased to 69% of Americans think that, but also just They asked the question of, you know, is it morally acceptable for someone to, quote, change genders? And so 51% of people used to think it was wrong, but now 55% do two years later. So we're making those strides even there, like more and more people are starting to not accept this craziness.
1: That's an improvement. And you know what? I'm considering that uh, the work of what you're doing, what we're doing, and educating people with a world biblical view cuz once someone has a world biblical view it's a game changer.
0: Man, Absolutely. Also, also something else that helps us out. Ahead, I Jeff. think I think Satan gave us a softball. <laughs> In other words, even people that don't have faith Yeah. when they see homosexual men dressing like nun and pole dancing on a crucifix, even people that are not people of faith they're saying, "Wait a minute, this is this is pure bigotry. This is pure hate." And no, nobody should be made fun of like that. So nat- natural law kicks in, and a lot of people are just saying, "You know what?" As they say in the street, "I'm not down with that." That I, I, I you know, I don't accept what they're doing. I'm not Catholic, but that's just absolutely wrong. And so, this whole transgender movement, the devil pushed too far, and now you're even getting people that are not of faith, just people that have. Plain old lunch pail common sense are saying, wait a minute, this is wrong and I'm gonna boycott.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's you can only push people so far and make them so accepting and tolerant and all these different words they like to use. You can only you can only make it go so far before no, any kind of normalcy just kicks in, and you're like, whoa, like that's just crazy. Like, okay, you wanted me to, you know, let you do your thing. Like, okay, maybe I can do that, but now you're going to force this on everyone. You're going to make laws saying that I have to call you a certain thing. It's just, it, yeah, they, they've played their hand a little too hard, and they're starting to finally see some pushback.
1: Well yeah. done. Anything yeah. else, Nick? And, and also, I want to give a plug to
0: your resistance groups because they helped us out. Here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Hey, let me give a shout-out to one guy, Steve Salitros from the L.A. Resistance. Let me tell you, him and my brother Johnny got the ball rolling. It was Steve Salitros and Johnny Romero. They're the ones that got the ball rolling. They met very early on, and they they started talking, and then Steve tells my brother Johnny, hey, I'm from Resistance. Hey, good. And then Johnny says, hey, my brother's Jesse Romero. So it was those (laughs) two guys, that was the seed of this entire movement, and so... Kudos to resistance because they had uh, they had basically boots on the ground. Steve Salitros, a retired LAPD cop, he's the one that started uh, helping Johnny and ourselves. Here's the you got to call. Here's this office. Co- contact this person. So Steve, even though he could not physically be there, he had some family obligations. But boy, oh boy, was he key in all of this. Yep.
2: Yeah, praise God. That's that's what we're set up to do. It's to help you to live a holy life, but also to push back in the areas that need to push back. So yeah, praise God for how everything came together. But uh, last thing we have here is so I don't. I'm sure you guys saw they the Vatican yesterday released the working document for the upcoming synod, and they held a press conference too. And it was a uh, it's a little crazy what they were talking about. But some of the, some of the things that were pointed out in this document, of course. Once again, bringing up the whole question of women's inclusion in the diet in the diaconate. You know, how could this possibly work? Is there a way to make it work? All that. But then, even crazier is this whole idea. The whole the whole point of it was this welcoming, like welcoming everyone in the church, and it specifically points out concrete ways to include people who are excluded for sexuality, and it lists re- remarried, divorcees, uh, LGBTQ people, and Polygamous marriages is that's in the document. People that are in polygamous marriages are now being, you know, the ones we're talking about
0: welcoming that were excluded. Well, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, Nick. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's going to get pushback from the lady because the lady, number one, we have this, this grace called census fidelium. It's a grace that we have because of our baptism. That's right. Because of our confirmation it 's a it 's a grace that God gives us where we can detect when there is error, we can detect when there 's heresy we can detect when there 's false teaching and let me tell you our census fidelium grace uh, 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 antennas uh are are, are, are going to go off when we read that document and let me tell you there 's going to be universal pushback from ca- practicing Catholics against this document. Because we will resist heresy and and, and false teachings uh, against anybody who promotes this.
1: And I just might add, Nick, Bishop Joseph Strickland, in, uh, in about two hours, we're going to do a pre-recorded show for next week on that topic. He's, oh, good. he's not a happy camper. He's with Cardinal Burke who said, Cardinal Burke prays every day that the Senate will never take place.
2: Yeah, it, it is. it is crazy. Everything we've heard about it from the start— I, I have full confidence that Jesus will resolve this for us yeah. and that it won't come down to these types of things where we're talking about women deacons and all that. I truly believe that, you know, some he will make something happen to where it never happens. But yeah, it's just the things that they come up with and they're... They just push that, oh, we're not trying to touch church teaching. We're just talking about how to be welcoming to people because everyone needs to be welcome into the church. And it's, yes, we do in one sense need to be a more welcoming church. We need to go out there to the fringes and to invite everyone to partake in you know the eucharist but it's with stipulations it's with the stipulation that you repent you are baptized you are you are fully in the catholic faith and that you accept all the teachings of the church and those need to be laid out in a very compelling way as to why this is what's best for you but it's not an open invitation for anyone for any reason
1: yeah nick you meant you said the word repent there's that word is not in the document and that's the thing. There's no mercy of God without repentance. See, and the gospel says, repent and believe in the gospel. I didn't say it, Jesse or Nick. That's what the Bible says. Give me a break. We've got to get them on back on their target and back in their lane, which is for the salvation of souls and not try and be, you know,
0: just getting along to get along. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you uh, why I'm, I'm at peace. I'll tell you why. Tell me, Jess. There's a lot of good Catholic priests around the country they're just nodding their head and they're not going to abide by this document. This document has the weight of toilet paper, okay? It's true. And you know, you know what we do with toilet paper. Yep. <laughs> and so a lot of Catholic priests and bishops around the country, they're just simply going to dismiss this document until we get another pope. That's what's going to happen. Uh, it, it's just it's just like the left. The the Catholic left, what do they do with good documents like Humane Vitae, Mysterium Veritatis Fide, yeah. the Oath of uh, the Pascendi? They just disregard it. Yep. They say, I don't care if a Pope wrote it, we're gonna disregard it. Well, guess what we're gonna do? Orthodox Catholics that believe in the perennial teachings of the church, that's some some garbage like this comes out, we're just gonna disregard it as well. And that's Simple. what Nick, that's what Jesse just
1: said, the perennial teachings of the church, the deposit of faith. Nick, your final thoughts before we let you
2: run. Yeah, I think that the thing that it hurts the most is evangelization. Not yes. only Orthodox Catholics, but it's it's tough for evangelization. And that's I Scandal is
1: always a difficult I get it thing. Yeah. Cardinal Cardinal Foley said that back in 97. I will never forget it. Nick from Church Militant, thanks again for joining us and sharing the gospel with us. anyone that will listen. Thank you so much. And it was a great seeing you out there on Friday, yeah, brother. Yeah, Nick. You,
0: you look good in That's California, real. brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse. What state should we be living in, brother? Let's live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Be holy or die trying. And remember to flee this corrupt generation. Pray your rosary every day. Read your Bible every day. And, uh, let's uh let's uh walk the walk and talk the talk all the way to heaven
1: amen brother our lady said at Fatima souls are going to hell yes they they use the word hell because they're not because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices and we pray and make sacrifices for the salvation of souls absolutely sign me up I'll sign you up whether you're 104 or four thanks again for joining us here on virgin most powerful radio god bless you and